Consensus 1234 invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Lockie Hume. Good morning, everybody. It's me, Tony Martin. Look, it's Ed Cavalier. Oh, look, hello, Tone. Oh, what does that mean? What does that mumbo music tell us? It means I'm tapping. It's our movie episode. Yes. We've been promising this for six yes. weeks. Here's how it works. Every show on Triple M just talks football, yeah. football, football. I've done some investigating. More people go to the movies mm. than go to live sports in Australia. Dun, dun, dun. Did you know that? I'm glad to hear it. And yet... How many shows are there where people just crap on about movies? Hardly Zero. any. None. Zero. So that's what we're going to do for a whole hour. <laughs> Think of it as a football show, but about movies, and we need someone to help us out. Yep. This is a bloke we met on the set of uh, Mick Malloy's film, Boy Town. It's Lockie Hume. Mm. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming in. Pleasure. Thanks for getting me out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to be of service. <laughs> now, here's what happened. We did this movie with you, uh, Boy Town, and every time the cameras went rolling, we just all started grapping on about movies. Yeah, well, there wasn't much else to do. No. it's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of... And Mick Malloy, mm-hmm. he's uh, in that. He's also in this Macbeth you've done. Yeah, I've done, uh, in fact, Bob Franklin, yeah. Mick Malloy, John Malloy, right. Victoria Hill and myself were all in Macbeth and Boy Town. Right. How is Mick Malloy in the Shakespeare? Let us know. Um... Not the Mick Malloy you'd expect. Right. A sobbing, simpering, disgusting mess. <laughs> wow. No underpants jokes? No, Been no weaved fart into jokes. No, none of that at all. He's really quite a revolting... Um, uh, he plays a killer. John, Mick and John, obviously, are brothers, and they play uh, the murderers hired by Macbeth to wipe right. out Macbeth's enemies. Well, as I've been saying, uh, it's Mick Malloy and Bob Franklin uh, in the follow-up. Two bad eggs, technically. Yes. Written by William Shakespeare. Yeah. Hope he hasn't Who? cocked it up. Who's that? Don't know him. <laughs> Some old... Billy. Yeah. Well, as Britney Spears said when she was offered uh, Shakespeare in an acting class, I don't want any knights in armour stuff. stuff. <laughs> she's, she's the authority, so I'm going to go with that. Oh, Brittany. But look, uh, Lockie, we could sit here all day going through your rather interesting resume. Mm-hmm. You've you want to talk about Crocodile Hunter? <laughs> we won't, we <laughs> won't mention that. You were in the Matrix films. I was, yeah. Sparks. Who was he again? Uh, Sparks was uh, a freeborn human right. operator. He was the operator on the logos, which was Niobe's, Jada Pinkett Smith's spaceship. Yeah. Was that English that you just said? Yeah, there? what? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Niobe? Yeah. Niobe, uh, the logos is the ship. And yes. Freeborn, Zion born human. It's all coming back to yeah. me. Yeah. Now. I've always thought of you as a freeborn human. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ed, thanks, mate. And we, we should mention that Ed is also in Boytown. I suppose you've been plugging that yeah. and explaining how he was just standing around and poof, a star was born. It feels <laughs> like this show is sponsored by Boytown somehow. Yes, it, yes. Sometimes it does. People are going to be fed up with that movie by the time it actually comes out. Uh, now, Lockie, you've got a very interesting resume. We could waste the whole show talking about it. Explain what a film called Men With Guns is. Now, this is a Canadian movie, yeah, right, that yeah. you wrote yeah. in 1997 yeah. when you didn't really have any kind of credits. That's right. And this, like, film stars Paul Sorvino. Yeah. And how did that happen? Well, um, I had, I've been doing theatre for many years and I really wanted to get in a movie, so I wrote a movie for myself yes. called Men With Guns. Pretty self-explanatory title. Right. Blokes with pistols. Sure. Could have been another variant on it. So, um... <laughs> And Australia being Australia, I'd had Buckley's chance of getting any money together to make it here. So um, I had, though, I was about 25 at the time, and with my lawyer, Roger Rothfield, we had 
secured a US and Canadian pre-sale on the project, which is sort of contingent on getting some funding in Australia, right. but we still couldn't get any funding. Right. So um, it was like the week before Christmas and I was broke. And so Roger rang me and he said, listen, the Canadians want to buy the script. Right. Do you want to sell it? And I said, okay. And that's wow, how it happened. Wow. So they flew me over there. I ended up spending a lot of time over in Toronto working on the project. And did it not come out the exact same year that John Sayles put out a film it called did, Men With in, Guns? And interestingly, with the same distributor. Oh, which, okay. Confusing? <laughs> yeah, for me it was. And John Sayles. <laughs> I actually met John Sayles in Toronto. At right. the, he was just they were, he was doing his Men With Guns and we were doing our Men With Guns. And, um, wow. What did he have to say about that? <clears throat> well, I, not much because I beat the crap out of him. There, there you go. go. So, <laughs> That's what we like to yeah, hear. Right. Don't like the guy. But <laughs> hey, okay, forget all that. Let's get into the movie yes. talk. Uh, great scenes in movies. What immediately springs to mind in Cavalier? Uh, opening scene of uh, With Nail and I. With Nail and I. Yeah, which is my favourite movie. So This guy know. has mentioned it. Like, Ed would have been four. Do you play, like, With Nail and I drinking games, Ed? Uh, no, but the uh, I've heard of them. I've heard that they are. Uh, every time you're, they drink, you have to drink. You're piss weak, Kevin. Whistdale and I <laughs> is a is a well. It's not a particularly well known film, but it's an excellent uh, unreal comedy movie made. Although the best way to deal with that film is not to tell people it's a comedy. No, well, I used to recommend it at the video <laughs> when I worked at the video. Store. Was that the marketing campaign for bad eggs too? <laughs> yes. I'm not sure that there was one. <laughs> <laughs> was, whatever it was, it was all my fault. Yeah. <laughs> and hi to our friends at Village Road Show. I hope you're all listening this morning. I should never have done the voices on the trailer. That's what I was told. Oh, did you? Because uh, not on the trailer at the movies, but the TV one, it was me going, in a city of fear. Because <laughs> uh, I believe that all movie trailers should begin with the phrase, in a city of fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mick Malloy wouldn't do that for Cracker Jack. I thought that would have been great. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, so with Noel and I, yeah. uh, the drinking game. Right. Yeah. I don't know what the drinking Every, game is. No, it is. is. Every time they drink, you have to drink. Oh, right. that's and fantastic. They, they, they drink and they drink a hell of a lot. 45 litres of, of lighter fluid slash yeah. alcohol throughout the film. <laughs> a wonderful but scene. Right? How is this for a coincidence? One of the first meetings we had about this show, mm. Ed said to me, Look, uh, you know, I'm a huge Withnail and I fan. <laughs> my dream co-host for this show oh would, out of goodness. everyone in the world, oh would be Richard E. Grant, yes. who was. Um, well, that's, that's, well, he's also in Spice World. If that, yeah, yeah. Case people aren't and, sure who he is. And, and Hudson Hawk. And uh, he's oh, the bad guy he in Hudson great. Hawk. But he was Withnail and Withnail and I. Mm -hmm. He's going to be co-hosting the show. <laughs> he's coming in on... He's our first big international co-host. Sorry from yourself, Lockie. He's coming in on <laughs> June 8th. Up. What are the chances that? Out <laughs> no. of everyone in the world, that's who's coming in. All right, pants back on. So, no, right. no. Let's, let's get serious, mate. I'm not sure that anyone is still listening to this program, but <laughs> we are going to forge on nonetheless here and get this. Uh, thank you very much, Lenny Kravitz. Here at Get This on Triple M. Apparently dating Cher. Oh, yeah, I saw that photo. <laughs> that's Lovely. very disturbing. Mm. Let's, oh, let's class Ooh. things up a bit. Mm. You join us mm. with our movie show already in progress. Lockie mm. Hume, actor Lockie Hume, has kindly uh, joined us on the panel. Uh, mm. What What is going on? Al Pacino has joined the cast of Ocean's 13. Yes, Ellen Barkin has as well, so it's a bit of a sea of love. Reunion. Oh. Mm. Is that good though? Sort of Al Pacino. Is he capable of lightening himself up enough for that? Kind I of think. You know what I think. I have no idea who he's going to be playing on the film. But the second I heard he'd been cast, of course, Andy Garcia's. Oh yeah, yeah right. What I know, he's playing. Uh, Pacino is playing um, a Vegas casino owner operator. Right. Perhaps he could be Andy Garcia's father. Ah, oh, of uh, course. So it's a Corleone reunion, kind oh, of. Yes. Right. Yes. Do you? And now what? Someone stops you in the video shop 
and mm. says, what's a good movie to rent for mm. Saturday night? Fun times. Lockie, what do you suggest? Anything that I'm in, obviously. It's the first <laughs> thing I'm going I'm to mention. Tell you um, the <clears throat> so let's get Skase really? flying off the shelves. <laughs> a lot of stoned kids love that film. Really? I often get stopped by, oh, man, I love you in that movie, man. You, you and I are on the same list uh, with Bad Eggs and Let's Get Skase, often cited as uh, bringing about the downfall of the Australian <laughs> film industry. Is that you two? I, you know, I didn't realise it was you two. I actually want to take credit for that, though. I think that was an empire. That needed to be raised <laughs> to the ground, yeah. and so Tony, I'm glad to be your partner in crime on that one. I blame Erskineville Kings and In the Winter Dark, but oh, that's dear. just me. That's just me. But video shops, have you got some kind of list of the most stolen films? Ed used to work at uh, Blockbuster for yeah. about eight years. Eight and a half oh. years. Uh, and look at me now. All right, uh, the most stolen films are Monty Python movies, Cheech mm. and Chong films. Really? Yeah. Cheech and Chong films. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stolen. <laughs> Wow. I think people just forget to take them back. Even the Corsican uh, brothers? <laughs> would they even steal the Corsican oh, brothers? Man. In a second. Up uh, and smoke, I can understand. Well, at, the, at our video shop, that was one of the ones we had to continuously replace. Right, right. You just, you know, up and smoke. How do you uh, go about that? How do you, do you actually have to ring up Cheech and Chong and get them to send <laughs> a They have to do it again. Them. They've got to do the whole oh, film right. again. They, they, they make cool. it for you every time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they, just listen to they this. They do it as a play. We're joking about this. That's the plot of a new film. Listen what? to this. Jack Black has signed for a movie called Be Kind Rewind in which he has, oh, I can't believe we didn't think of this, mm. a magnetic brain. <laughs> That accidentally ah. erases every movie in the video shop mm. where he works, mm -hmm. and he has to. He then vows to replace the films by remaking them all himself. This mm. is That's uh, the plot. That seems like a rather unnecessary mm. bit of effort, but there wouldn't be a film if he didn't. I that's, so that's, that's going right. to be good. I wonder if they could do a prequel and explain how he gets a magnetic brain. <laughs> that would be. I'm already bad. thinking. You know, franchise. When you <laughs> when you pitch me a project like that, buddy, you don't just knock one out of the ballpark. That's I want right. three. That's I like you know. Like he's thinking prequels. That's it. Be kind. Rewind. Uh, also, then Pulp Fiction, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Harry Potter. Why, obviously. Well, cause, okay, the ones that they used to steal from our video shop, yeah. teenage boys would steal Scarface because yeah. they one day they hoped to be him. Yeah. Like, They're remaking was, Scarface, by the way. Did yeah, you know that's that? unnecessary. Yeah, no, 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 no. Scarface is actually, and it's got the full endorsement of De Palma, even Pacino. They believe that Scarface should be remade for each generation. So right. now it's being remade as uh, the rise of a black gangster right. in the hood. Okay. They'll yes. be rapping it. I well, can smell rap. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Ed. That's all right. Uh, this is fascinating. I yeah. thought you were going to say Ashton Kutcher is going to be Scarface. <laughs> I was expecting something like that. He's so whimsical. Uh, Chopper. Yeah. The Matrix movies. Yes. Uh, and then uh, PlayStation games. What about Spinal Tap? That was the one they used to tell me at my video shop was always being yeah, stolen. Didn't make the list. Didn't make the list. Nearest, nearest. Hey, listen, speaking of Spinal Tap, because I've just... Uh, when I was away, I was reading Tony Martin's extraordinarily yes. insightful memoir, uh, yeah, it's a bit, uh, Lolly Scramble, and the Spinal Tap section, the yes. bus trip. That's what true. was the name of the Kenny Rogers film? That was called Six Pack. I was on a yeah. bus trip from, uh, this is back in the 80s, uh, from Brisbane to uh, Melbourne, and there was a vote. The, the bus driver had four movies. This is a terrifying nightmare story. <laughs> and they had Beverly Hills Cop, Excalibur, Spinal Tap and Six Pack with Kenny Rogers, <laughs> which is Kenny Rogers, and he's uh, got a, he inherits a bunch of mischievous orphans on the day of the big motocross race, and everyone went with the Kenny Rogers movie. He had a magnetic brain. And by in the end well. of the trip, by the time we got to Dubbo, yeah. to that weird breakfast restaurant full of aquariums yeah, that you have to, have to stop off at. 
no one on the bus would talk to me. <laughs> but that's I'm sure film buffs can understand. Because it took a weird turn, didn't it? The film Six Pack. Like, it's all meant to be kind of charming yeah. orphans. Well, that was what but the whole they... row was. People were saying there's going to be too much filth in Spinal Tap or Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's have the nice, clean family version of, uh, you know, Kenny Rogers. And it's just full of swear and giddies. <laughs> 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 the word ass is used about eighty-five times, <laughs> but no. But it, this was. But now, of course, Spinal Tap considered a classic. I was reading uh, Rick Parfit from uh, Status Quo in the country. I think he was mm. on Speaks and Specs last week. Apparently, stormed out of Spinal Tap when he saw it because he thought it was about him. <laughs> and every band thinks that it's about them. But apparently, I, Harry Shearer told us that the main inspiration, I think, was Saxon. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Saxon? Yeah, no, great bad. band. Oh, it's a bit ahead of your time there. Yeah, but, uh, no, but he, Harry can't actually, name any songs off the top of my head. From <laughs> no. We'll be playing them, don't worry. Oh, no, good, good. Yeah, I, I went to your house once, Lockie, and there were like CDs everywhere, and I'm going, wow, what uh, bands are you into? And all of the CDs are movie soundtracks. That's right, they're all movie scores, yeah. And and, and the music. <laughs> um, wow, you only buy movie scores? I only buy movie scores. And even to movies I haven't seen. Right. I'll go, oh, that looks like a good movie score. <laughs> and we'll purchase right? it. And See, that's why you're in here. Yeah. And that's th- what's even more pathetic is that the rock and roll, quote unquote, that I buy yeah. is only because I think that could be a good track in a movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> so oh, okay. I'll buy that CD because that could be a movie moment. So the me. only rock and roll you would buy is if it was, say, on the soundtrack to Dirty Dancing. Then you might give it a burl. Precisely. Wow. Thanks, for, drag- what's your thanks fav- for dragging it down to that level. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is your favourite movie score? The, I think the best movie score I've ever heard is John Williams' score for Nixon. Really? Yeah. That's an unusual it's, choice. That's right. It's get the the opening track, which is 1968, The Turbulent Years, is probably the best piece of music John Williams has ever composed. Is that right? Yeah. We're going wow. yeah, to get that. And That'll absolute. be coming up next right here on Triple M. <laughs> wow. Is that your favourite movie yeah. score? Yeah. I'm tr- I'll tell you one I love is, and I don't know if you can still get it, is the soundtrack to the Australian film Heaven Tonight. <laughs> With, with Guy Pearce. Guy Pearce as the lead singer of the hottest band in the country. Called? Video Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> that was what they were called. This is like 1990. They were called Video Rodney. What kind of band were they? They were like a new wave hexagonal drums. <laughs> didn't, wasn't Guy, didn't Guy Pearce have like the, oh, the yes. guitar? But the, oh, the, the keyboard. The keyboard. Oh, yeah. And he sang his own songs. Keyboard but acts. It's just like... The movie is full of like shots of radio programmers putting on a cassette and bopping along, going, "Yeah, having their having their world rocked by Video Rodney." <laughs> video Rodney. Record company guys going, "We've got to sign Video Rodney." <laughs> Would there ever be a band called Video Rodney, let alone the hottest band in Australia? That is the movie score. Have you got that on your no, shelf? No, I don't, unfortunately. But you know, now that you've mentioned it, I'm going to be rushing right out and getting it. <laughs> You've got to one track that beam. one down. <laughs> All right, let's hear something now from that score. Have we got anything, Richard? No. <laughs> well, there's this then. Our heart breaks. This is how our heart breaks. That'd be your Rob Thomas here again. This on Triple M. It's our All Movies Edition. Uh, Lockie Hume is with us on the panel. Hi. He loves talking about movies. I do. Uh, there are other things going on I should just mention briefly. Listen to this, Ed. Yeah. I go to the joint where I, you know, occasionally stop before the show to be infused with coffee. Yes. I'm in there for about 10 minutes. Yes. I come out, the little door on the side of my car where the petrol goes in has oh, been prized open. That's right. Petrol cap gone. Yep. But nothing's happened. Tank's still full. I've obviously interrupted somebody siphoning petrol oh, out of my car. it started happening. Whoa. It started happening, Australia. I remember my dad oh. showing me how to siphon petrol when I was a kid. Where were you at quarter to nine this morning? <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> 
So, movies, let's get on with it. Oh, look, it's happening. It was probably someone from a petrol station because that's apparently who's stealing a lot of the petrol. Either that or somebody who's very thirsty. And by the way, if you're drinking petrol, eat it with fish because it is a white spirit. There you go. And the number to call with your complaint is one triple three five three. We're talking movies. I love a good ending to a movie. Mm. What's your favourite movie ending, Lockie? Well, my favourite movie of all time is Godfather Part Two. so I think it wow. is the best ending ever. Michael, Michael Corleone in his compound. In the far distance, you can see the bodyguards walking the perimeter, wow. but there's dozens of them around the perimeter, yeah. and he's just slumped Howard Hughes-like with all the ghosts running through his head, all the yeah. evil deeds he's done, and they just fade to black. It's a beautiful <laughs> ending. Good. It's a beautiful movie. It is awesome film. Uh, Ed, what do you like for an ending? Uh, au revoir, les enfants. The, the oh, hell, come on, Cavalier. Sorry. If you're going to get into your highfalutin oh, crap, I'm walking out of this studio right now, pal. I'm sorry, but... You, you, know. you know, you better give us an I'm for the hippopotamus type ending <laughs> or there's going to be a problem. Son. That was a Terence Hill, but Spencer classic. I'm sure the name lost something in translation. <laughs> I I'm am for, for the, hi- the hippopotamus. <laughs> you got to hit the four time. That's when it makes sense. I'm for the hippo- hippopotamus. So you're going with Louis Marle, are yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. On Triple M. Oh, sorry. No. Well done. It's Louis Marle for Tuesday, whatever day. Yeah, that's right. Antonioni Friday coming right up. <laughs> And a T one I like is the ending of the No one asked you, Tony, but I will ask you now. Tony, what is the your favorite ending? Well the one that springs to mind is the Australian film News Front, which oh, yeah. ends with Bill Hunter telling someone to bite your bum. <laughs> really, that's how every movie should end. With Bill Hunter just coming in and saying, bite your butt. So, you know, imagine that. Michael Corleone slumped on the park bench. (laughs) Corleone, bite your bum. (laughs) That had worked for an ending. And I was thinking about, is that the, you know, the best end line of a movie? I got out news front, and of course, Bill says, bite your bum, and then there are a couple of other lines. But you don't remember that. It's like you don't really remember much of Psycho after they find the body in the basement. That's right. And this was the whole theory Hitchcock had when he was making Psycho, because you've got basically like 10 minutes of crap exposition at the end of he didn't okay. want to film. No, but he figured, look, I've given them so many thrills up until this moment. Yeah. Of course, when the the corpse of the mother is spun around yes. in the basement and the, in the, the fruit shrieking cellar. in the fruit, fruit cellar yeah. and the shrieking music happens, people don't really remember much after that. That was no. Hitchcock's. Although yeah. there is that great little fight. But he was wrong, obviously, because we're talking about that <laughs> ending right now. Mr. But Hitchcock. then there is the shot at the very end where they're pulling the car mm. out and there's that sort of subliminal frame oh, of the oh, mother, the, yeah, the, oh, which is over, it, over Perkins. Perkins' face. That's yeah, fantastic. Which is brilliant. Okay. What about <laughs> the you, Australian Richard. film no, Mad no. Dog Morgan, which also features Bill Hunter? Dennis <laughs> Hopper. Yeah. yeah. Dennis Hopper is Mad Dog Morgan. Mad Dog Morgan's got the special DVD. There is. Well, it's not that special, but right. it is well, a not, DVD. It's, it's not that got special it, movie. It's the not that special edition. Now, towards... Trivia question, though. Who yes. directed Mad Dog Morgan? It was Philip Mora. And also famous for? Uh, Howling 3, The Marsupials. Thank you very much, Tony Martin. Keep them coming, Lockie. Yeah. Uh, here's what happens... I park for you, Tony. This is the final scene... This isn't the final line, but this mm. is the final scene of Mad Dog Morgan where the corpse of Dennis Hopper is uh, lying on a bench and Frank Thring has got a few things to say. <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> Dr. Henry, you will please proceed to flay off Morgan's beard and cut off the scrotum. Might make an interesting tobacco pouch. Now, apparently that's historically accurate. So that is towards the end of the film. Either that or one of the best improvised lines. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God you're here. We've got to remove this scrotum. So then there's a lot of talk about other stuff. But then, and I swear this is true, this is the final line 
of Mad Dog Morgan. By all means, off with his head. And don't forget the scrotum. <laughs> and don't forget the scrotum. Imagine the guy typing that. And the end. <laughs> really Fade to or, or he's handed it in with just the headline. And then, the, you know, one of the producers come over and go, you know, we're forgetting. She's the scrotum. He's right. Better get it back in there. You, know? <laughs> you see, I know, actually know Philippe Mora, and yes. I can guarantee you that he would have been on set thinking that that would be the height of witticism to right. have that line. And strangely, he was right yeah. because we're all having a chuckle. So good on are. you, Philippe. You're but a major force to be reckoned with. Now you mentioned the DVD, and it's got one of these great documentaries, a making of that was made back in the like yeah. 1970s oh, right, before right. people were surrounded by publicists saying, mm. no, don't hold that VB up yeah, to your yeah, head yeah, as yeah. you're being shot. So you've got Dennis Hopper, a uh, little bit off his uh, chops, we might say. Yeah. Have a listen to this. I think he was insane. I think he realised he was insane at the end of the film. But I, I, I think that he was driven uh, insane by his society. And uh, he did hang out with the aberrationaries. Different than Ned Kelly worked alone, except for this telegraph service, which are aberrationaries. Hang on, sorry, can okay, I just... So he's hanging out with aborigineries. Can I hear that again? He did hang out with the aberrationaries. That's right. Mm. So, you know, if you're in an outback, keep an eye I out love, for, for those. The aberrationaries. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love it how there's, there's all this... Play, isn't it great how there's a lot of archival footage of Dennis Hopper yeah. in his, in his <laughs> yeah, drug-induced days? And don't you love it how every time when he's off his tits, he's got an, ex, he's got an excuse as to why his character is yeah, yeah, yeah. tits. And it's always society's problem. <laughs> it's not just because you've ingested, you know, eight pounds of mescaline before the old action, is it, Dennis? No, I saw an interview with him. And they were talking about one of his characters, you know, in the 70s. I think it was Apocalypse Now. And I say, oh, Dennis, yeah, at the time you said, and I read up this insane <laughs> quote, and he sat there and he wrote, <laughs> I was probably on a lot of stuff at that time. <laughs> <laughs> that could be no. his explanation. That could be the EPK for any film <laughs> in the last 20 years. And hey. just for those who don't know, Tony, EPK stands for? Electronic Press Kit. There you go. <laughs> Look, we don't want to have this show getting too in. So we're going to rope the listeners in. Yes. I'm sure people have a lot of stuff to say about movies, and that will be next. Get this. And don't forget the scrotum. For census, one, two, three, four on Triple M. Fights now on 132535 yeah, or visit right. drive.com.au. That's a good rule for radio. <laughs> Hurry up, madness. Get on with it. Uh, thank you very much. What are the films that you like that no one else does? That's what we're going to talk about next on Get This. That's madness, our house here at Get This on Triple M, where for the entire show we're talking nothing but movies. I hope people are getting into it. I hope we're not right, getting... The, the switchboard's lit up, Tone. Do getting... I look like I'm getting into it, Tone? Lockie Hume is here doing the mumbo <laughs> yeah. with us all. I just hope that we're not getting too arcane or off the beaten track. No, no. I don't think me mentioning with now and I and Orifwell is on fault with too arcane. <laughs> well, look, that was fair enough. Especially not that last one. Loves Vont. Yeah. Great movie. Let's, what about football? Well, crowd no. pleaser. There's no football till after 10. Let's lower the bar, shall we? <laughs> it's time to climb Talkback Mountain, and the subject oh. today is movies that you like no. that maybe nobody else does, because everyone has that. Oh. What are you championing? Oh, I just, I'm looking at the... Uh, it's uh, not going to be one of those French movies. <laughs> no, I promise, Lucky. Come on, promise, what are you like? Just don't hit me anymore. Uh, there's there's so many good people ringing in. There's yes. already so many good okay. ones. Well, we know Mine's you're the jerk. Steve Martin, the jerk. The jerk. I would continuously yeah, recommend it to wait people. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. But that is a film regarded as essentially a classic. So how can you be championing <sighs> something that is a multi-million dollar box office success 
starring Steve Martin. Not oh, at the yeah. Rose Bay Video Store, my if friend. You were, if you were... <laughs> at, okay. They don't want to see the Ooh, adventures. Touche, Kelly, touche. <laughs> they don't want to hear about Navin Johnson and his no. Alpty grab down I your would, way. <laughs> I would continuously give it to kids looking for comedy, a glean in their eye. I'd say, take the jerk. come, And then they'd just come back, hand it back, and never ask me again. And right. off they'd go with a copy of Empire Records under their arm. Uh, Empire Records? Just because Liv Tyler's wearing uh, a free short skirt. That's all that's about. Yeah. <laughs> Empire Records. Oh, it was that was out all the time. We had eight copies and it was always out. That's, that's like right. films like Mole Rats, you know. Yeah, how I quite people it's not gonna be on well, It see, doesn't have any French words in the title. That's, there, a, good sure you like it? <laughs> that's <laughs> the kind of one people could call in about. What about you, Lockie? You're well, I tell you, I found a film on television I tell I, I could tell you a great movie. Capricorn yeah. One. Capricorn One. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's that a movie. is a great film. The, Although the, kind of weird to watch now with O.J. Simpson. Yes. <laughs> if you, it's, I find watching any film when I'm sitting with O.J. is a bit yeah, weird. That's, yeah, it's, it's disturbing. Yeah. The cutlery's going to come mm. out. But hang on, what was the one you were going to say? Well, I was going to say, I saw a film on television years ago with a buddy of mine, Richard Slingo. Sling, if you're listening, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> um, Sling. Sling. I won't talk about what Sling does for a living. Anyway. Yeah, we're doing a whole show on Richard Slingo <laughs> next week. Great. So we'll good, get to that. Good. Sling and I were watching telly one night and we found this obscure Kevin Bacon film on television called yeah. White Water Summer. Oh, yes. Now, this is where Kevin... It's a really good film. Sean Astin's this little sort of kid who's yeah. a rich kid who gets sent off by his parents onto this sort of survivalist camp for a All week right. where they're going to have to raft down the White Water Summer rafting trip thing, right? right. And Kevin Bacon's like the guy who's going to turn him into a man, right? <laughs> and, but he turns out to be a real prick. Right. Uh, and Kevin, it's the first time you saw Kevin Bacon do anything. It's like a 1987 film where he, he's possessed with some sort of demonic quality because he's right. really good at doing a bad guy. Mm. Yes. And, of course, what happens is he breaks his leg or something and then the other kids have to band together to save him. Of course. Oh, and, yeah. But it's a really cool film and it's one of those things that periodically pops up on Channel 9. Whitewater Summer. Right. Whitewater Summer, and see it and love it. Can I ask, I know it's a bit of uh, a 90s phenomenon, but uh, how do you get to Kevin Bacon from you? Uh, from me to Paul Sorvino on Men With Guns yeah. to Robert De Niro and Goodfellas to Kevin Bacon in Sleepers. That's the Bacon Factor of That'll three. I know uh, I, I can do it. I reckon we can do it faster. Yeah. You were in the Matrix thing with uh, Lawrence Fishburne. I was. Who was in Mystic River with Kevin Bacon. Oh! Hello. Bacon Factor 1. Ed Cavalier, how do you get to Kevin Bacon? Uh, I'm his nephew. So <laughs> you must be able to get to Kevin Bacon. I can, but I, I don't want to think about it. You're right. in Boytown. I was in Boytown. With yeah. you. Who knows Lucky? Uh, yeah. hey, who knows? <laughs> Can't but know with Wayne Hope, who was oh, in I The Castle. Yeah. Who was in... Uh, with Eric Banner. Eric Banner. We're with Eric Banner. No, I'm not going to no, get it. Well, with, uh, with Bud Tingwell. Bud Tingwell. Who was in Evil Angels. Yep. With Meryl Streep. Oh, yeah. who hey, was Glenn in, Robbins was in Evil Angels too. He was in The River Wild, correct. Another Down whitewater there. rafting film with Kevin oh! Bacon. Oh! Bacon Factor Slam 4. Slam dunk. Now, Tony, tell us your film that you like that no one else does. Uh, Tommy Boy. With Chris Farley. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't yeah. get movie. I mean, you're not going in for a great plot or original storyline. I was. There's just so many funny moments. It's hilarious. It's a few, yeah, I'm just, I find anything with Chris Farley yeah, pretty funny, was... but, but he didn't really do any five-star movies. No. Mm. Tommy Boy's probably his best one. It's full of uh, classic lines like... You better pray to the God of skinny punks that this wind doesn't pick up because I'll come over there and jam an oar up your ass. See? <laughs> Great dialogue. Ooh. A great song that should have been nominated for Best Original Song at the Academy Awards. That guy in a little coat. <laughs> 
Fat guy in a little coat. They would have had to get Whitney Houston to sing Fat Guy in a Little Coat. Remember the scene where they've got a stunned reindeer in their convertible and it wakes up and yeah. it breaks out and of the kicks, car? And legs, all legs, it's all legs. Kicks, kicks its way it, out of yeah. the car and then Chris Farley says, I swear I've seen a lot of stuff in my life, but that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> But sorry about your car, man. It's a great film. Is that also the one where he's dancing? He's they're washing the mud off him in the service he's station. He's doing the mud. <laughs> yeah. And it's also got yeah. the scene where he tries to change his clothes in a That's in right. a plane on a toilet, <laughs> and it's like the smallest possible room that you could put Chris he's Farley got so into. So much girth. That's but great. you will not read a good word about that film. You will not read over. You know, it's probably one star in Leonard oh, Moulton. Come on. But this is the kind of stuff we're looking for: films that you like, that maybe your friends think you insane to like. Give us a call at Talkback Mountain. one triple three five three. Out of time, that's Barnsley and Rojo here at Get This on Triple M where it's our all movies edition mm. but there's still time to make the climb. <laughs> what are the movies that you like that maybe nobody else does? Who mm. have we got first, Ed? Uh, Ian, Ian, you there, mate? Yeah. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Great, loving the show so far. Thanks, and mate. Say hello to Lockie Hume, fine hey, actor. How you doing, Lockie? Good, Ian. How are you, mate? What's uh, very your movie? good. What's your movie that you're going to champion for? <laughs> actually, the movie I've got is actually The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai right across foot. the eighth dimension. Yes. Right, foot. right, I don't know it. What happens? It's very 80s. It's Peter Weller. Uh, it's a cavalcade of stars would be uh, before they were anybody. <laughs> and it's sort of got the feeling that it's like episode four yeah, of, of right. a series that never existed. <laughs> Like that Bill Cosby film, Leonard Part 6. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, they actually, they, they advertised a sequel that just never made it because apparently the uh, the studio that put it on went bankrupt. Oh. Now, who was the studio, Ian? Uh, oh. It was called Sherwood Studios. Ah, there oh, you go. Right. Robert of Sherwood. Yeah, hey, and Jamie Lee Curtis was actually apparently in it as Buckaroo's mum, but she got cut. There you go. <laughs> Probably <laughs> thankfully for but her. But who, for people who are wondering, who yeah, was Buckaroo Bonsai? Yeah, he was... It was actually Peter Weller. He was this, he mm. was this strange um, neurosurgeon who was also an adventure and uh, like a secret agent. Yeah, like yeah. it. There you go. Who had a jet car that took him... He's a show-off, in other words. Yeah, a massive yeah. show-off. He had a whole bunch of guys hanging around him. And too. doesn't it have a fantastic end credits where all the cast just walk yeah, down... They're, they're an aqueduct. They walk yeah. down an aqueduct. To this, they, really, to this really cool Giorgio Moroder style no, music. That's a great... And they sort of did a... Sold. The end of the life aquatic was kind of a, <laughs> a tribute, I think, to that end credits. <laughs> so, that, very weird. I want a bit of trivia for you. That apparently the, the music wasn't done for it when it was, uh, when it was actually shot, mm. but they said, uh, use up to girl because it has the same <laughs> tempo so apparently while they're while they're all strong along this movie looking <laughs> so cool and yeah. dancing and walking in step to the music it was actually uptown girl blaring out of them on a uh, well, on a camera truck well, That's, Ian, can yeah. i just ask you a quick question certainly you don't work for Studios, <laughs> studio, do you? You're no, no, I just, some sort of strange special edition dvd release <laughs> well, very weird I, I actually found it in a dump bin somewhere for about five dollars and i yeah. said you your game. Wow. They're lost. Thank you, Ian. We've got to move on. But thanks, mate. That was awesome. Uh, Dean, you there? Yes, I am. Talk me through it. What's your film? How are you going, guys? I've got, the, I've got one that would match that last one, definitely. Yeah. Well, what it's is got, it? It's uh, Sylvester Stallone's Over the Top. Oh, oh yeah. That's a great movie. Now, that's, that's the film that blew the lid off arm wrestling. <laughs> it sure did. The one, the one and only one. And what better way to win your son's love back than through the art of Las Vegas <laughs> Championship arm wrestling? <laughs> 
And it's, you, know, you just can't get better than that. They now, tried as many camera moves as they could to make arm <laughs> yeah. wrestling look exciting. And what is it about Stallone's films? Everything post-Rocky, he could just make the most boring things exciting. Mm. Even <laughs> even that, just like, and you're right about those camera angles as well. Mm. And of course, with Giorgio Moroder on the music, oh, look. you know you've got your, yourself a, a number one formula. Do you think there could be a sequel in it? Oh, God, how I wish. I've been waiting for this <laughs> oh, since the 80s. so nice. Let's see. Well, thank you, Dean. I'm going to... Thanks, Dean. Let's read uh, to Jude, who's hey, calling Jude. us from Brisbane and hopefully got a film without the participation of Giorgio Moroda. Talk us, what's, it, what's it called, mate? Oh, hi. Yeah, you going, guys? Good. Good. What's your film, dude? Uh, Battle Truck. Oh. Battle Truck? Made in New Zealand. I think, yeah, Lockie, mate. what was the alternative title? Uh, Warlords. Warlords of the 21st Century. Correct. Yes. Battle Michael truck. Beck. With Michael Beck. And yep. highlight of the film? Uh, watching that truck go over the edge. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's sweet. Who can, who can forget that? <laughs> it's a New Zealand classic. I think it's actually yeah. called Battle Trick. But it was a whole <laughs> period where there was all those kind of films battled. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Oh, sorry, Best Tone. not to stop at the scene of the accident. <laughs> there was a whole lot of, lot of what films? Post Mad Max, there was all yes. these post-apocalyptic vehicle movies, and I rented all of them. <laughs> That's why I know Battle Truck, baby. And there was the one with Barry Bostwick as well. Oh, uh, what was that? Well, great. S- yeah. From uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, That's the one? Cherry 2000. With Melanie Griffith. There we go. Okay, we, hey, we're way, thanks, you. You've got we're you've way got off the coast it. now. Right. Virginia is with us. Virginia, what's your film? Hello, Tony and everyone. Hey, um, hello. Evil Roy Slade. Oh, I've never seen Evil Roy Slade, but this is a film that has a real cult following. What's it about? It's, uh, it's Gomez, John Aston. Yes. And he is uh, <laughs> a wagon train surrounds them when he's a baby and the wolves don't want him and the Indians don't want the him and he grows up alone and he's evil. <laughs> wow, John Aston, father yeah. of Sean Aston from, from White Water Summer. <laughs> wow, and so do you have it on DVD? Is it on DVD yet? Well, I've got it on DVD. Oh, well, yeah. then it must be. Was it actually a movie or was it a telly movie? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. It's got Mickey Rooney, Dom DeLuise. Ooh, Dom DeLuise. Dom DeLuise. You, can't, you can't go past a good Dom DeLuise movie, and can it's you? got Dick Sean as Sheriff Bing Bell. Oh, look. <laughs> As Sold. all good films do. Well, <laughs> Thanks, Virginia. Thank you, Virginia. We've got to keep moving because there's so many. Tony, are you there? Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, man, what you, what's your film? Listen, keeping with that post-apocalyptic war <laughs> theme, there's a couple of... One from America is called Street Trash. Yes. Oh, yeah. About a drink called Viper to everyone. Right. And <laughs> there's an Australian copy of that called uh, Body Melt with oh, Lisa yeah. McCune, the guy Harold, well, a whole lot of Australian Phil stars. Brophy or somebody... Was that the director? Yeah, Phil Brophy <laughs> made that. And did you say Lisa McCune? That's like her first film, isn't it? I think it was, yeah. Her... her Stomach exploded and it's like a fan going off in there. <laughs> like a fan going off in there. Oh, yeah. Did well, you write the byline for this film? That's brilliant. <laughs> it's and quite uh, bizarre. And Harold Best Pits where Harold says, Keep the police. Harold from Neighbours. Yeah. <laughs> Harold, Harold from Neighbours swearing, is it? Oh, definitely. 100%. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Look. He's, all, he's right bent out of shape, yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Tony. I'm just being told that we are just having too much fun on yeah, this I know, program. I know. So we're going to have to wind up proceeding. Sorry to everyone we didn't get to, but we will invite you to call back the next time we do this at Talkback Mountain. <laughs> Thank you, Steve Earle. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> dancing along to Copperhead <laughs> Road. Loving it. Can I hear music? Is there music? That means we have had far too much fun. So good. How's this? I was worried that maybe doing a whole show on movies would be a bit too sort of 
off the beaten track, no, the no, phones no. have exploded. They mm. loved it. We have never got as many calls no. as this. So I'm sorry to everyone who didn't get on to Talkback Mountain. Steve, in particular, call us back next time we do it. Lockie Hume has sat in for the whole show. Uh, thanks, buddy. Thanks, Thank mate. you. Thanks for having me on. It's been good fun. And you've got a couple of very fine films coming out later this year. Boytown, which I've seen. The, which is the Mick Molloy, Glenn Robbins, Bob Franklin opus. All singing, all dancing. Yes. And, of course, Macbeth. Macbeth. Mm. Jeffrey Wright, director of Romper Stomper, and has returned to Melbourne to do Macbeth. And it's a modern diversion, as mm. Britney Spears would say, none of that Knights in Armour stuff. Yeah. So she'll be going along. Mm. So thanks for coming in. Thanks to everyone who thanks, called. Guys. And I think today's key phrase was... And don't forget the scrotum. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll be back tomorrow to wind up the week with George McEncrow. And it's all thanks to Census 1234.